Today on CityCast Salt Lake, the county council is taking a critical vote this afternoon on a resolution related to the Parley's Canyon mine. You've probably seen the yard signs or the petition to stop the mine circulating Instagram, or maybe you had no clue a quarry was even in the works. Brian Maffley, the environmental reporter for the Salt Lake Tribune, has been reporting on this project since its inception, and he's here today to get us all up to speed. It's Tuesday, April 5th, 2022. I'm Ali Vallarta, and this is CityCast Salt Lake. Good morning, Brian. Welcome to CityCast. Thanks for being here. Good morning, Ali. Thanks for having me on your, on your show. I have seen a lot of signage in opposition to the Parley's Canyon mine, but I don't fully understand the project. I think where we start is who proposed a mine in Parley's Canyon? Yeah, it kind of came out of nowhere last December where a company called Tree Farm, a company no one's ever heard of before, filed some paperwork with the Utah Division of Oil, Gas and Mining asking for permits to build a 600-acre open pit limestone quarry in Parley's Canyon, which is just outside of Salt Lake City. And it caught a lot of people off, off guard, including this, you know, the Salt Lake County Council, the mayor, Salt Lake City. And pretty quickly, a lot of opposition has developed because Parley's is such a visible part of the Wasatch Front. It's got a, you know, obviously a big freeway running through it, but where the mine's located is is right under Granger Peak, which is a really popular hiking destination. Oh, yeah. From the Mill Creek Canyon side, which is just to the south of Parley's Canyon. Yeah. So a lot of people really think this is just not the right place for a big limestone quarry. And of course, there's already one across the freeway about a mile down canyon. Mm. So the feeling is it's like this is not something that's an appropriate location for such a massive operation that's been proposed. Yeah. I guess my first reaction to that is, isn't Parley's a protected watershed? Of course it is. It is where Salt Lake City gets its water among the other Wasatch Canyons um, yeah. nearby. This particular spot is so far down the canyon, though, it's it's below where, you know, the water diversions are into mm. either the reservoirs up there. Okay. So how has the proposal changed over time? Because I think often these small changes are made and that's where I think that doesn't always make its way into the public discourse. Yeah. What's kind of strange about this was the company involved, which is controlled by a developer named Jesse Lasley. In November, he filed two kind of competing submissions to the Division of Oil, Gas and Mining, which we call DOGM. One was for a small operation, which is 20 acres or less. Okay. I went for a large mining operation, which is greater than 20 acres, mm. and they have much different approval processes. The one that's a small mining operation is, um, is not nearly as robust as if it was a large mine. There isn't even a, a public comment process with it. Oh. And the permit for a large mine was something like 400 acres. It was like the, almost the entire footprint of the, of the parcel that Jesse Lassley owns at this location, which is right next to Mount Air Canyon, where there's a kind of a rural subdivision with maybe a hundred cabins in it. Mm -hmm. It, It's those property owners that are most alarmed and opposing this project. Mm. So what happened was the 
Dogham declined to even review the small mining permit because, you know, the company intends to build a large mine there. Mm. And they got into uh, a dispute that went before the oil and gas board, which got resolved in a deal that, that the company is withdrawing its application for a large mine and it'll just focus on the small mine mm. uh, permit to 20 acres or less. Now, 20 acres is still, in my opinion, a pretty big footprint. Yeah. Um, you know, a, a typical Salt Lake City block, which, you know, which are big, um, is 10 acres. So imagine, you know, two Salt Lake City blocks, you know, of open pit where they're going to be extracting limestone, crushing it on site and putting it on trucks to go up and down the freeway. Yeah. Uh, it's still a big deal. And then, you know, the, the other aspect of this is when the Salt Lake County got wind of this proposal in the pages of the Salt Lake Tribune, I might add. Hmm. Um, the Salt Lake Ma County Mayor, Jenny Wilson, quickly announced, you know, her opposition to the proposal and proposed changing the uh, zoning ordinance for the Wasatch Foothills to um, ban any new mining operations there. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm curious about the decision to withdraw the application for a large mine and focus yeah. on an application for a small mine. And you said something that's interesting to me, which is a small mine application doesn't require a public comment period. No. Do you think that 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 there's an intersection there between the unpopularity of this mine and the decision to go with the small mine application? Yeah, I, I think so, because now public opposition is virtually irrelevant to whether it gets approved or not under existing rules. Hmm. And, and, and I think that's why with the county council's vote, it's really telling here because they could uh, potentially uh, ban this type of development in any of the canyons uh, mm -hmm. going forward, in which case this will probably wind up in court. One, one side will be suing the other. Mm -hmm. um, There's a change.org petition that I looked at this morning in opposition to this mine, and it has 25,000 signatures, which feels like a lot in Salt Lake. I saw Lake. that. Yeah, that is, there is an, an enormous amount of opposition to this project, to put it mildly. Yeah. Why do you think people are so concerned? You know, Utah is, is growing really rapidly along the Wasatch Front. Mm -hmm. And I think the concern is, is we're just going to see more and more of these huge quarries get dug into the hillsides to provide the aggregate materials to, you know, build all these roads and subdivisions and inland ports and whatnot. Mm -hmm. um, and they're inevitably going to be very close to the cities. And we see this all up and down the Wasatch Front. There's conflicts at Point of the Mountain. West Mountain down in Utah County and Weber Canyon, where nearby residents are getting pretty upset with these companies creating these huge open pit uh, extractive operations. Mm -hmm. and, and they're very visible along I-15. And, you know, I, at the end of the day, we're just going to have to live with them to some extent. But, you know, proposing one up in Parley's Canyon was kind of a uh, a bridge too far for a lot of people in Salt Lake City. It's so close to the city. There's so many, there's a lot of air quality issues with yeah. gravel mining and limestone mining because it, there's just so much dust comes out of these operations. Yeah. And then the visual impacts are pretty severe as well. Mm -hmm. And this idea that, oh, we can just reclaim it later is not many people take that seriously. When you dig a a big hole in a mountainside, it doesn't come back in our lifetimes. Right. I didn't even know that the idea of reclaiming it later was 
on the table? Because usually these leases are for like a hundred years or something, right? Yeah. So this, yeah, the proposal for the Parley's mine is, is like, it's like a hundred year development <laughs> window. And, and frankly, it probably take a hundred years to, to fully develop that site as yeah. they're proposing. I mean, they're talking about extracting 2 million tons of limestone a year, which is a lot, by the way. It's, mm-hmm. um, it would make it one of the largest operations in the state for, for crushed stone, at least. Mm-hmm. And wow. it would take decades and decades to you know, fully develop what they're talking about. Yeah. As a person who lives in this valley, I would say the thing that I feel like we need the least of is more dust. Yeah. <laughs> of course, conversations around the Great Salt Lake and becoming a toxic dust bowl. And now this like UN climate report, it's like, I don't know, 100 yeah. years. I don't think we have that much time to figure out how to mitigate this this climate crisis in the valley. But we had a conversation earlier last week on our show with um, someone from the Utah Avalanche Center about how strange and unpredictable our sort of avalanche seasons have become. And I think, you know, blasting the side of Parley's can't be something that's going to improve that situation. That, actually, that's one of the concerns that's been raised is mm. c- could this trigger avalanches in Mount Air Canyon where there's 100 homes? Um, and the other concern was it could sparks or, you know, activities associated with, with an open pit mine uh, trigger a wildfire that then burns up Parley's Canyon. And, and such a fire occurred last summer. Yeah. And I... You know, it could have burned over the top into Summit County, and mm-hmm. it didn't. But mm-hmm. there was a, you know, there was a really massive aerial response to that fire, and it contained it at just a few hundred acres. Mm-hmm. But the, there's a concern that that this open pit mine on Grandeur Peak could start a fire that could then get into Mount Air Canyon and destroy a lot of homes. Um, mm-hmm. Some of the homeowners there have expressed that concern to me. Now, on the other side of this whole emissions thing is the, the mine proponents are arguing that, you know, hey, if it, it, there's a demand for the, these materials we're, we're going to mine, and wouldn't it be better if we mined, mined it close to Salt Lake County or Summit County where these, these materials would be used rather than trucking it all the way from like Millard County? And so what they're saying is, look, if, it, it, millions and millions of cubic yards of this material needs to be used to build to accommodate the growth in Utah and Salt Lake counties, Davis County as well. Um, if we're trucking it 200 miles as opposed to just 10 miles, well, that's a, that's a lot fewer emissions associated with this activity. So that's, that's their claim they're making to argue what they're doing is environmentally uh, mo- more appropriate. Hmm. All right. Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah, I can see you kind of like... Uh, um, <laughs> You get a little skeptical head nod there, Allie. But <laughs> I mean, I understand that there are always two sides yeah. to every story. I just, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that's a that might be a bit of a stretch for me as an environmental argument, but I also get it. Trucking is yeah. has a big footprint. Yeah. So um, today, the Salt Lake County Council is voting on a resolution related to the mine. What yeah. would that resolution do exactly? Well, the way it's currently proposed is it amends the zoning ordinance for the Wasatch foothills and canyons inside Salt Lake County. Mm-hmm. And it would amend it in such a way that any new uh, mining activity would no longer be permitted. Now, that doesn't mean existing operations would still get to do what they're doing. 
it could potentially set the stage for uh, uh, closing the door on this uh, proposed quarry, in Hmm. which case I I imagine things would wind up in court. Interesting. How do you think the debate's going to go? I'm not really sure. There's, we know that there's a, a few members of the county council are um, extremely opposed to this project, mm-hmm. while there are others who feel that it's important to maintain access to what, we're, what they call uh, critical infrastructure materials, quote unquote, mm-hmm. um, and that these materials need to be available close to Salt Lake City and the other areas that are developing quickly. Otherwise, we may have to slow down development in along the Wasatch Front. I mean, some people might argue that would be a good thing, uh, mm-hmm. considering it just how quickly the growth is occurring here. Mm-hmm. So if this resolution passes, then that yeah. is a, a, basically a no on the mine for now. Uh, yeah. yeah. If, if it passes the way it's currently written. I mean, it, it could get amended mm-hmm. uh, to enable these type of operations within certain parameters. So ultimately, the proponents of this mine will have to get a conditional use permit from the county. And this proposed zoning change would make such a conditional use, um, would ban such a use. Mm -hmm. And then, and also on top of that, that they need to get permits from the Department of Environmental Quality as well. Mm, interesting. So, so it's, in other words, it's not it's the division of oil, gas, and mining. It's not the the be all and end all here. Yeah, um, I have to wonder too. Like, if I'm a county council member and I hear about a proposed quarry in my county, and I hear about it in the Salt Lake Tribune because the developer went kind of over yeah. my head right yeah. to the state. For me, yeah. that would be a bitter pill. I don't know why they didn't. Um, be, be more out in front with this. I think, you know, their publicist has told me, you know, they're, they've kind of rethought that. Mm-hmm. Maybe it would have been better to get some buy-in ahead of time so it didn't come out as a big shock to people. But people were were so stunned to, to hear about this project. Mm-hmm. And we only found out about it because, uh, the Salt Lake Tribune, that is, uh, because there was this filing made with the Division of Oil, Gas, and Mining. And we kind of keep track of them. And um, it got forwarded to me, and um, I realized there was a pretty important story here. And we, you know, we made a bunch of phone calls, and I was really surprised to hear that neither Salt Lake City or Salt Lake County had known about this. They, they, they first heard about it from the Salt Lake Tribune. Doesn't it, that doesn't seem right to mm-hmm. a lot of folks? It should have been these folks should have made their intentions known earlier. And the, and the people who were most shocked were the homeowners up in Mount Air Canyon, especially since one of their neighbors is the guy, Jesse Lassley, who owns Tree Farm, mm. uh, the, the company proposing this. So they felt really betrayed by this, by their neighbor. Mm. Um, like, uh, and, that, and, and, and Jesse has since sold his cabin there, by the way. Mm. <laughs> um, Run out. Um, yeah. <laughs> I can't get over the name Tree Farm. That's sort of my last thought. <laughs> I, is... I know. It's, it's very misleading. There's nothing about trees here. Yeah. And they also, the original name of the mine was Silver Mine. Of course, this, not, this isn't about mining silver. Uh, no. They've since changed the name of the, the project to the um, South I-80 Quarry, something like that. Yeah. yeah. Something that's a little bit more descriptive of what they're really doing. Right. I wonder if Silver Mine was supposed to invoke nostalgia, because, of course, there used to be silver mining up in Park yeah. City, and that's part of its, like, 
history, but... That's true. You know, there is a, a legacy of silver mining in the Wasatch, and, and maybe they were they were trying to invoke that. And, you know, it's possible there, there could have been a silver mine there in that location at some point mm-hmm. in the distant past. I guess they're making the assumption that we miss it. <laughs> well, that's that was the view of a lot of people. And there's uh, this company no one's ever heard of digging a big quarry that's misleadingly called the silver mine. Mm. Um, and now, uh, you know, a major national player now has stepped forward as the company that's actually going to do the mining. It's Granite Construction, mm. a huge publicly traded company that probably knows how to do to do this type of mining on a, on such a massive scale. Um, this company, Tree Farm, had, did not have the capacity to do this. They didn't, I mean, they only formed last year. Mm. Brian, thank you for your reporting on this. Yeah, really well, appreciate thank you for it. having me on your show, Allie. I really was been looking forward to, to being part of it. Oh, well, it's good to have you here. I hope we'll have you back to talk about net environmental gains. <laughs> okay, yeah, so, so hopefully soon. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. A little news before we go. If you have feelings about the Parley's Canyon mine, today would be a great day to let your county, not city, county, council member know where you stand. They will meet around 4 p.m. this afternoon to debate and vote on the resolution. And speaking of dust, have you seen the photos of dust layers on our snow this spring? Or maybe you've run into some snow dust on your mountain excursions? It's wild. The Great Salt Lake is at its lowest levels, which means there are hundreds of miles of exposed lake beds producing dust that is landing on our snowpack. Dust makes the top layer of snow heavier, which can increase avalanche activity. If you haven't listened to our 2022 avalanche forecast episode from last week, I have to recommend it now. It is an excellent explainer on how a springtime avalanche is triggered. Also, dust is darker than snow, so it changes the snow's reflectivity and makes the snow melt faster. And faster melting snow can disturb water runoff and storage in the summer. Experts say we need to divert more water to the Great Salt Lake, but you already know that. That's our show today on CityCast Salt Lake. Thank you for listening. If you like this show, then you're going to love our daily newsletter. It's a rundown of what's up in the city, some urban almanacking, upcoming events, and calls to action on local policy decisions like this one. Sign up for our daily rundown at saltlake.citycast.fm. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Bye.
pen. Well, I was in the pen. You were. 